Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, Ottawa wraps up its five-game homestand with a crucial divisional matchup against the struggling Buffalo Sabres. And the greatest goalie in franchise history will retire as a member of the Ottawa Senators. We'll get into all that, plus the great debate, Jake Sanderson versus Owen Power. That's all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 901 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, you can follow Locked On Senators on social media at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube, where a like, a subscription, and a comment go a long way to helping the show grow. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first ticket purchase. That is at the GameTime app. Today is Tuesday, October 24th, and Pilsy, is this another must-win game? This is another must-win game for the Ottawa Senators. And look, maybe people are saying, all right, guys, we're on game, what, six of the year, and you've labeled three games as must-wins. But hey, the Senators got to win a lot of games to start the season. The home opener, obviously, is an automatic must-win. Game up against the Red Wings, that was a must-win. Didn't work out. So now let's get back on track with a must-win game up against the Sabres. I mean, they're already facing a third divisional opponent, and it's game six, right? So you need to have a winning record against your own division. And when you multiply that with the fact, well, one, four and two looks a heck of a lot better than three and three, but they Mm -hmm. also have a chance to put the Sabres down another notch. There was only one game in the NHL last night, but it was the Buffalo Sabres losing to the Montreal Canadiens. So the Sabres... Talk about stumbling out of the gate. The Sabres are two and four. So if they can continue to hand the Sabres another loss, this this is a, one of those four-point games, like the analysts like to say, right? Where th- there's a huge swing divisionally here. You're wrapping up a homestand where, yeah, Saturday did not go the way the team wanted to, but you can really still look back at it and say, hey, we went four and one on this if they're able to pull it out tonight. And then nobody's complaining about that going into the two road games to wrap up this week on Long Island and then at Pittsburgh on Saturday. Yeah, and Ross, this is a Sabres team that's packed with lots of young talent. And looking at their injuries right now, no Jack Quinn, no Matthew Savoy, no Devin Levi, and no Zach Benson in this game. Like Those are four players that have a lot of skill and could be uh, a big impact on the game. So just like uh, the game's up against Tampa Bay, you got to take advantage when top guys are injured. Not that those are their top guys, but those are certainly some talented players there. We will not apologize. Nope. 
But what we will say is this is this is a game day that's a bit bigger than just the game itself. Craig Anderson has signed his one-day contract. We'll get into some quotes from him at the end of today's show. And our friend Ian Mendez put out maybe the wildest Craig Anderson stats. So we'll hit you with that at the end of today's show. We're also going to get into the Sanderson versus power debate. I can already see Sabres fans tuning in. Hello. I can see you guys tuning in, being upset about that even being a conversation. The first overall pick in 2021 against the fifth overall pick in 2020. But there's some great parallels between the two that we'll get to a little later on. But Pilsy, if this is such a must-win game, how are they going to do it? What's your key to victory for the Ottawa Senators today? Well, I feel like I've been a bit of a broken record with my keys to victories. A lot of them relying on special teams and penalties. But, I mean, in my defense... Special teams and penalties did play a big role in that Detroit uh, game. So that ended up being a big part of why they did not win that game. So now I'm flipping the script on this one, Ross. I'm I'm flipping the switch, if you will, because I'm going to be focusing on even strength five on five games. The Sabres have a power play that's clicking under 10%. So... That power play is not working out for them, although they did score one on the power play last night. It was, it was their only goal on 37 shots against the Habs. But the flip side of that is their penalty kill is rock solid, uh, 90.9% penalty kill. So I don't think that the special teams are going to impact this game quite like they've done in the past. So you got to beat this team five on five, something that the Ottawa Senators haven't really done a great job of in the past. No, it really hasn't been uh, hasn't been a strength for them. But for me, it's less is more against Uko Pekka Lukanen, who's going to get his first start of the season. You mentioned yep. Devin Levi is injured. Eric Comrie was very solid in his first start, played decent last night against the Montreal Canadiens. So now they're going to get Uko Pekka Lukanen, and I was looking at his stats from last year, and one jumped right off the page. When Ukopeka Lukanen, all-time name, by the way, faces 40-plus yep. shots, he was 5-0 and with a 929 save percentage. He only allowed, you know, one, one goal, like just over a goal and a half per game. But when he faces less than 30 shots in 10 games, he has an 838 save percentage. So it's almost like, hey, don't let this guy feel the puck. Don't take perimeter shots. Don't let him, you know, get into a rhythm. Make sure that the first few chances are quality. Knock this guy off his game and then just pepper him from there. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a good call, Ross. And the Ottawa Senators are averaging 33 shots per game. So that's uh, right around the the line you want to get a little under. So uh, Pekka Lukanen isn't quite as uh, hot. But this is, I mean, and Red Wings fans, credit, credit to them. They did point this out. Sure, the Senators outshot the Red Wings by a lot, but a lot of them were perimeter shots and that allowed Philly Husso to get into the game as opposed to Corpus Allo not getting into the game and then getting beaten when the Red Wings did get prime opportunities. So maybe that's something the Ottawa Senators need to take a look at here is sure shots on goal are great, but let's try to capitalize and get into the high danger areas, especially with all the talented snipers this team has. Sens win the high danger chances battle tonight. They probably win the game. And then finally, we have don't let outside factors impact a quality start. The Sens have been great at home, including on Saturday, at starting the game. The first periods on this homestand have been incredible. They've scored first in all four games. That in itself is pretty impressive. Now you go even further and you look at tonight, 645 start. It's that NHL 
pilot test, we'll call it, where they're having all 16 games tonight, 32 teams in action. Everybody starts 15 minutes apart. So it'll frozen frenzy. A frozen frenzy, of course, not available in Canada. They're going to do like a red zone channel on ESPN. I'll be curious to see what the numbers are for that, but it's just a hockey fan's dream. Although there's no divisional rivalries, it's like, you know, a pretty, other than this game. Other, yeah, this is like yeah. the only one, but outside of it, they just kind of threw it together. But whatever, we'll see. 6 45 start, though, and you have the ceremony beforehand that starts at 6 30. The senders have had a couple ceremonies already this year. And it hasn't impacted their starts. But with the time a little in, in front, I just want to see them stick to their game plan early, get on the four check, and get it, get the first goal of the game. Well, Ross, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but wouldn't the last ceremony-type game the Sens have at home be the Chris Neal retirement game? Well, they had the ceremony before the home opener. Then they had Michael Anlauer drop the puck in the second game or the first game, and then they had the guys whose numbers are retired the second game, right? So they've okay, had, yeah, fair, fair. Okay, it wasn't a full ceremony. I get what you're saying, and tonight I'm curious to see if Craig Anderson is just dropping the puck or if he's going to actually have like a speech on the ice. I'm not sure just how how they're going to do it, but if it is just a, a ceremonial face off, then they've had a couple of those already True. this season. Yep. So so we'll see because. The ceremonies are interesting. Sometimes they can, excuse me, they can spark a team because you're like, okay, a- Andy's here. He retired as a se- as a senator. Let's play our hearts out for him. Let's get a big win here on an emotional night. Or it can make you a little sleepy. You've got all your equipment on. These players are creatures of habit. Their body clock knows, okay, warm-up's done. There's this much time to puck drop. Puck drop. There's this much time, so I got to get all cylinders firing here. So if you delay that on them, that could delay them having a hot start. So that could have an impact on this game. And this is one of those rare cases, Ross, where the ceremony is has emotional attachments to both teams. I mean, Craig Anderson was loved as a senator or a saber, and he now works for the Buffalo Sabres. So he's got attachments to both sides here. Interesting. And you've reminded me now that the Senators played the Sabres when Chris Phillips had his jersey retired. And in that game, they had the quickest four goals in franchise history. So hopefully maybe that's an omen tonight. The Sens can score early and often. This Sabres team, they've got talent. There's no question about that. But some of their top players just haven't produced to start the year. Coming up after the break, we'll get in to the Sabres lines, the Sens lines. One very important change on the senator's back end and then we'll wrap up today's show with an homage to craig anderson that's all next you're listening to locked on senators today's episode is brought to you by one of our local sponsors that i'm super stoked about it's mary jay's a locally owned cannabis dispensary in the ottawa area mary jay's started off humble beginnings three best friends making a life-changing decision and opening their first store in kingston These guys even slept on air mattresses on the floor of their sales room to make ends meet, and it paid off through hard work and dedication. They now have four stores in Ottawa and a store in Coburg. For all our Ottawa listeners, the locations are in Riverside South, Orleans, Greeley, and Russell. Guys, Mary J's offers the absolute best and newest products in the market with many new additions to the menu every single week. Mary J's has everything you need, whether you're a rookie or a grizzled vet and know what you want already, they're going to have the products for you. And with competitive pricing, they will price match any store in Ottawa. That means you're guaranteed the best price around at a Mary J's location. Mary J's offers the best customer service by having the friendliest bud tenders around who are always ready 
to have an assist and help you out. One of the owners, Dashi, is a diehard Sens fan. His favorite number is 18, not for Tim Stutza, but for Marion Hossa. That's how long he's been a diehard fan for. So go to one of the stores, say what up to Dashi, get the scoop on all their latest products, and talk some Sens. Check it out, guys. Mary J's Dispensary. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first ticket purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. At Game Time, you can get a fast and easy way to get tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Killer deals, last-minute tickets, and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and get hyped for the fun you'll have at the event. Don't worry about planning months in advance. The Game Time app has deals on tickets right up to the day of. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets, and the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find same t- you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. So buy tickets in a matter of seconds, and they're directly sent to your phone. You'll never have to dig through your email. So get the tickets without the stress at game time. So download the game time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first ticket purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. All right, game day for the Ottawa Senators taking on the Buffalo Sabres, a divisional matchup. The Senators sitting at three and two through five games. The Sabres have played six, but only have two wins. They are two, four, and oh. And I know it's a little early to be looking at the standings, but the Sabres are at the very bottom of the Atlantic. I should have asked you that as a trivia question. Hey, what do the Sabres and the Titanic have in common? <laughs> bottom of the Atlantic. I like bottom. that. You like that, eh? Nice. That's good. That's good. I like all that. right. Well, let's start with the Ottawa Senators. Uh, the title said it all. DJ Smith has shuffled up the D pairs. No Artem Zub still. Jacob Bernard Docker is up. But Pilsy, we have mercifully seen the end of the Jacob Chikrin Thomas Shabbat duo for now. Yeah, but Ross, that's only a, a bit of mercy shown to us because. If I maybe one of our friends in the media, Bruce Garriott, Claire Hanna, uh, they can ask DJ Smith this question directly. Why, for the love of God, is Thomas Shabbat still playing on the right side? I just, I, I know maybe people are getting sick of me always harping on this, but it makes no sense to me. And it wasn't the whole reason Chikrin was acquired and they spent a decent amount of draft capital acquiring him was to have a guy that could play the right side, not move the guy that's been your top left-hand defenseman for years and make him play on his offside. Like, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever understand this and I can't wait for it to be changed to the proper, (laughs) proper D pairs here. Uh, we'll get to the D pairs and you're starting early tonight, but up front, things remain the same. Tim Stutzla centers Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux. Ridley Gregg is between Matthew Joseph and Vlad Tarasenko. And Josh Norris is between Dominic Kubelik and Drake Batherson. 
Rourke Charte with Parker Kelly and Mark Kastelik. We mentioned the deep pairs are shifted. It's going to be Jake Sanderson playing with Thomas Shabbat tonight. It's going to be Jacob Chikrin with Travis Hamanick and then Eric Brandstrom with Jacob Bernard Docker. No surprise in goal either. Anton Forsberg will get the start. And I think he has a chance here to string a few starts together. So hopefully we see a great effort from Anton Forsberg, who has been really just brilliant this season for the Ottawa Senators in just a two-game sample size. But Anton Forsberg has looked every bit the part of a goalie who should be playing more games, Bilzi. What are you hoping to see from Anton Forsberg tonight? Yeah, I'm stoked as Forsberg as well. Uh, I'm much more confident with Forsberg right now than I am with Corpy. That's that's not me getting down on Corpy. It's more me elevating Forsberg here. Look, as long as he can he can play a sharp game, I think the Sens are going to come out firing here. And as long as he doesn't let time uh, like bad timing goals in, I don't I don't think he has to be spectacular. It's just about not letting that momentum be killed, which is kind of what happened in the Detroit game. So. I like that it's Forsberg here. I'm with you. I think if he wins this one, give him the next one as well. And uh, the Sens team, this is going to be a good test for them, especially you got to not only the injuries we mentioned to Buffalo, but being one of the only teams that's playing on a back-to-back second half here, you got to jump on that and hopefully uh, take advantage of some tired legs over there. My locked on player. Is Anton Forsberg, Pelsey. I think that this is going to be a critical game for him. He really has a chance to make it a bit of a run. Now, two games so far this season, two goals on 21 shots in the home opener against Philly, and then one goal on 24 shots against Washington. And you might look at the scores of those games, in particular the Washington game, and say, oh, it was 6-1. Like, that wasn't a, you know, high output game. For Anton Forsberg, he made some great saves, man. He really did, especially when it was 2-1, 3-1, or 2-0, 3-0 at that point. And I think he was tremendous. So I'm going to be I'm gonna be locked on to Anton Forsberg tonight. How about you? Nice. I'm going to go uh, one, one position further up the ice from the goalie. That's the defenseman. And I'm going to go with arguably the best defenseman the Ottawa Senators have tonight. Easily, actually, not even that much of an argument. It's got to be Jake Sanderson. I mean, this guy has played so well. Like, I've referenced it a couple times, but it bears repeating, especially uh, with the matchup tonight. Ian Mendez's article about Jake Sanderson learning and watching film on Rasmus Dahlin and Kale McCarr and how they're able to contribute offensively has clearly paid off, Ross. I mean, in last season, Jake Sanderson had four goals the entire season. He's sitting at three goals already five games in, and he's on a four-game point streak where he has six points during that stretch. Like, this guy really has put offensive mindset as a priority for him, and it's showing. So I can't wait to see what Sanderson does up against a team in the Buffalo Sabres that has one of the guys he's emulating and also another pretty notable defenseman on the back end as well. They've got a couple of them. We'll get to that conversation in just a minute. We always tweet out at Send Central an hour-long poll. Right when we sit down, we start our prep for the show. Who are you locked on to tonight? And Tim Stutzla is that guy tonight, and it's not even close. 68.6% of the voters decided it was Tim Stutzla who, I mean, he's got the co-lead in points on the team, Pilsy, but still fans are hoping to see a bit more. A lot of people commenting saying that maybe it's been a bit of an immature game from Tim Stutzla. A lot of looking at the refs early this season. A lot of, you know, like, oh, my stick. You know, I got to flex my stick here. It's his fault. Or talking with teammates. Like, I think tonight, 
We need to see Timmy just dialed in, be a superstar, do your thing, and we'll get to my Levy lock a little bit later on in the show. But what are you hoping to see? What would a successful game from Tim Stutzla, and I mean the entire top line really tonight be for you? Well, with Tim Stutzla, another note is I feel like he does bump up his uh, effort level a little bit when he's up against fellow Germans and his good buddy J.J. Baturka is on the Sabres. So maybe we'll see a little bit of that extra oomph from Tim Stutzla here. Look, for me, it's just, and I said it, I'll take the good with the bad with Stutzla, but he's got to focus on, I mean, he's not going to be able to have no turnovers it's just the risky style of game he has but he's got to pick his spots I'll, I'll i'll spin zone it that way ross like he's got to know if i go for this risky zone entry where i weave through three sabers players what's the decor looking like behind me like are they set if i turn that over is it going to be an odd man rush is it gonna, are we going to be screwed if that happens so I'll, I'll spin zone it to i want to see tim stutzla pick his spots a little bit better when he tries to go for those risky uh, uh zone transitions into the offensive zone Here's who they'll be matched up against tonight. The Sabres expected to line up as follows. Tage Thompson at center between Jordan Greenway and Dylan Cousins. Casey Middlestat between Jeff Skinner and Alex Tuck. Peyton Krebs is centering J.J. Paterka and Victor Olofsson. And then Tyson Yost is with Zemgus Gergensens and Kyle Ocposo. On the back end, Rasmus Dahlin with Matias Samuelson. Owen Power with Henry Yokiharyu. And Connor Clifton with Eric Johnson. We already discussed Uko Pekka Lukanen in goal. Eric Comrie will back up. Who is your lookout player to watch on the Sabres tonight? Well, this is another good timing. My lookout player, if you're watching on YouTube, is the player profiled here with the lineups. It's Rasmus Dahlin. I mean, I talked about Jake Sanderson having six points in a four-game point streak. Well, Rasmus Dahlin, he's got six points in a five-game uh, point streak stretch here but the difference is right now Rasmus Dahlin we love projected uh, stats Ross he's gonna finish with zero goals in 82 games based on his projection so far he has zero goals six assists that's good for 82 assists in a year so that would be quite a pace for Dahlin there but uh, obviously jokes aside you got to watch out for this guy he's incredible uh, his goal scoring ability is well known. 15 goals uh, the year last year, and then 13 the year before. So this guy can set guys up, but he can get the job done on his own too. Well, I'll I'll push back on that joke for mine. Tage Thompson's on pace for 13 goals and no assists this season. Only one wow. point in six <laughs> games for Tage Thompson. People thought he was going to go off for a hundred, myself included. He was so good last year. Oh yeah, eighty-four points, forty-seven goals last year in seventy-eight games. Heck, he finished fourteenth in Hart Trophy voting for the Buffalo Sabers. But it's been a very slow start. He's minus four through six games. He's been shooting though. He's got twenty-nine shots in six games, wow. but they just haven't been going in. Last year he shot fifteen point nine percent. The year before he shot fifteen percent. Now he's shooting three. So, I mean, at some point, that number's got to go up. We just got to hope it's not tonight. So, Tage Thompson, six foot six centerman. He can weave through. He almost looks like a modern day Mario Lemieux, the way he like grooves through. And obviously, that's a huge, very high bar to set uh, in terms of production. But just like the, the prototype of, of, you know, the big size and soft hands that he's got an amazing shot. So, I'll be looking out for Tage Thompson tonight. Neither of us picked Owen Power, but the conversation coming up next will be Owen Power and Jake Sanderson, and then we'll wrap up with some news and notes from today's 
uh, media availability where Craig Anderson put on a Senator's jersey for a final time. That's all coming up next. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Our episode is brought to you by our friends over at Sleeper. My God, I couldn't pick a better night to advertise for Daily Fantasy Hockey. 16 games, all 32 teams playing. It's the Frozen Frenzy. There's no better time to get in on Daily Fantasy. And for our listeners in the States, you can do that on the Sleeper app. If you want to win 100 times your money, then check out the Sleeper app. All the Daily Fantasy sports are officially with Locked On NHL Network through Sleeper. Whether it's football, basketball, MLB or college football, you can find it there. I love that there's group chat in the app. You can talk smack with guys. You can try to settle scores. You can really see who is the top fantasy player in a daily fantasy mode. And there's so many good players. We talked about Jake Sanderson, Anton Forsberg, Rasmus Dahlin, Tage Thompson. So many guys you can choose from. And there's stats like goals, assists, save, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Sens fans. 100 times payouts on sleepers. So start paying attention. Get your picks right so you could win big. Use promo code Locked On NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's Locked On NHL. See sleepers. Terms of use for details. Available in the U.S. only for now. Today's episode is also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more by visiting FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Now, FanDuel is also available to you for everything you need. You can snap into action for the NFL season, NHL, MLB. The World Series is just about set. We've got a Game 7 tonight in the NLCS. And right now, new customers in the U.S. get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time than now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player pops, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season and get rolling with Senators hockey on a huge night in the National Hockey League. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more by visiting FanDuel.com slash locked on. Pilsy game day for the Ottawa Senators against the Buffalo Sabres. We'll wrap up today's show discussing the Craig Anderson situation. Before we do get to the best bets of the night, I can basically say with the, the levy lock, the Pilsy's parlay of the day, we got to talk a little bit about Jake Sanderson versus Owen Power. For the last couple of years, they've been the two top defensive prospects in the National Hockey League for my money. No disrespect to Luke Hughes, who's a, a fantastic prospect. You know, there's some others up there who are really starting to make a name for themselves. But the irony here, I love, you know, Jake Sanderson, U.S. kid playing in Canada, Owen Power, Canadian kid playing in the United States. It's so unfortunate that North Dakota and Michigan were about to play each other, but COVID went through the Michigan locker room, so we didn't get that head-to-head matchup there. But also, they're only four months apart, so they are easy to yeah. compare. Jake Sanderson, one of the youngest players in the 2020 draft, and Owen Power, one of the oldest players in 2021. Owen Power obviously has the size advantage. He's yeah. six foot six. He can skate like the wind. Like these two, I think, are extremely evenly matched, and it's going to be super fun to watch their growth 
um, parallel as their careers go on. Yeah, it's crazy they're in the same division. Like, uh, And now both of them are locked up with massive contracts. Very similar contracts even, Ross, if you want to go as far as that as well. Um, yeah, I think the big difference here is, is the size. Because, like, you give the size to power, but you give the skating to Sanderson. But that's, again, that's not me knocking Owen Power. Owen Power is not a bad skater. Jake Sanderson just might be one of the best skaters in the entire league. So... That's a tough, uh, tough one to face there. But both of them had similar points last year, both with four goals and in the 30s and points. So it's going to be interesting to see how things go here. And both of them right now are are still getting the minutes of of a number two defenseman. Like Thomas Shabbat still gets more minutes than Sanderson, and Darlene obviously has more minutes than power. So very interesting to see how these guys are going to be uh, constantly bat- uh, matched up together each time these teams battle. Jake Sanderson, six points in five games, tied for second among all NHL defensemen. Owen Power with just two assists through six games. But like like we mentioned, they both bring so much more than just offense to the table. They're both, you know, elite defenders as well. Owen Power's already got 10 block shots, but he also has seven giveaways. When you look at uh, Jake Sanderson, how many giveaways do you think Jake Sanderson has this year? One. Okay, yeah, even that I thought was too many. Zero. Zero's too many. Oh, one was too many. Yeah, one was too many, yeah. Zero's too many, Jesus. But, uh, yeah, Jake Sanderson with two takeaways and no giveaways. Um, And we've got Owen Power at uh, two takeaways and seven giveaways. Owen Power, what really kind of interests me, and, you know, I I mean, Jake Sanderson has one hit. These guys, they defend with their feet. Owen Power hasn't been credited with a single hit yet this season. What? He's, He's six foot six. Just throw the body around, kid. Uh, after this game. After this game, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, please. But, <laughs> yeah. Hey, th- these two kids are, g- are going to be like the the cream of the crop in the NHL, and it'll be funny watching our allegiances and arguments just completely change when international hockey comes. And we're like, no, Owen Power's our guy for the next. <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, hey, Jake Sanderson could have picked the good guys. I know. That's completely on him. But no, it, it let us know in the comments. Like, how, how do you see that now versus at the draft? And what do you think each player needs to do to cement themselves as the more dominant player in their organization? Pilsy, with that said, you got anything more on this discussion? I, I don't really have a direct answer. I just like comparing the, the trajectory that these two guys are on. But they both have super bright careers. So I, I don't want to say that one is definitively better at the other at this stage. Well, last year, I think it was a postcast. I forget which one, but it was a Sabres sends postcast. And you posed this question to me. And I reluctantly said, guys, I don't know if I'm ready to take Jake Sanderson over a 1-1 defenseman with that much size. I'm switching it up. I will definitively say Jake Sanderson's a better defenseman right now. Let's go. All right, let's go. All right, Sabres fans, welcome to the comments. You've been listening for 30 minutes. You've officially found something to get mad at. So let us know just how dumb we are because of it all right jokes aside uh we've got some bets to get to now if you like FanDuel, you can go there and the the betting line loves ottawa this year every game now they are at home they're minus 178 on the money line the sabers are plus 146 if you're not a a gambler per se that means that you'd have to risk 178 dollars to win 100 if you're just betting on ottawa to win any different way and you'd bet 100 to win 146 to bet on the Sabres. The over-under is set at 6.5. What's first here? The Levy lock. I'm Ooh. one and four. So the lock is loose. It's easy to pick. 
<laughs> but I'm picking Tim Stutzla tonight to have two or more points. I think this is a huge game for Tim Stutzla. The citizens agree as per the poll that they're going to be locked onto him. I think this would be the perfect superstar type game, right? You're going up against a struggling centerman. If they do match up him and Tage Thompson, a guy who hasn't been able to get on the board, go head to head, win the home game, plus 200, risk five, win 10, and get your five back. I'm locked on for a Tim Stutzla two plus point night. Love it. Timmy, two points. Now let's get to Pilsy's parlay of the day. My record is two and three, but. I, eventually, Ross, uh, once I got time, and I'm not a math guy, I'm going to start adding up the the total funds of this because with the parlay game, it's all about how much money you're up, not necessarily your record, but that's for another time. I'm taking the Sens money line, so Sens win in any way, shape, or form. That's going to hit. I'm taking the Sens scoring over three and a half goals. Now, you might think three and a half goals. What the hell's that? That means... They have to score four goals. You can't score a half goal. So three doesn't get it done. Four gets it done. Then Brady, I think he's going to come out. He's going to be getting pucks on net, especially if they get some power play opportunities. So Brady, four plus shots on goal. That's at plus 189. Check it out, Pilsy's Parlay of the Day. At, of course, the only sports book we use on Locked On Senators, it's FanDuel. FanDuel. I love it. All right. So I need to make up for Saturday. Saturday was tough same very very tough all right now let's get to our conversation about the greatest goalie in ottawa senators history craig anderson and i mean we've discussed him in april when he when he played his last game we discussed him over the summer when we had our our you know uh best goalie masks among other things in the ring of honor and then on thursday and friday when we found out through darren drager that they were going to honor craig anderson tonight when the Buffalo Sabres come to town. Now, how do you deal when there's already so much discussed? You got to find different angles. And our friend Ian Mendez pulled up maybe the most impressive Craig Anderson stat of all time. And if you look at it, he's among the all-time leaders in best playoff save percentage in National Hockey League history. And if you break it down series by series, like we don't have to just yell off all the numbers. People on YouTube can check it out. But basically... He had three series, Pillsy. This is how I'll start this conversation. Okay. He had three series that the Senators lost where his save percentage was 933 or better for the whole series. The the crazy one is that 2015 one, though. I mean, a 972 save percentage and you go two and two. Come on. What's he got to do? Score all the goals, too? Jeez. I'm still mad about the quick whistle against Carey Price in game six. We all are, Ross. We all are. And it was Pajot too, the Habs killer. Like that, that game should still be going on. But if you look we're, at, we're still protesting it for the record. We're still in protest on that. That to me, and I know you brought up the Edmonton game. That's what Craig Anderson yeah. brought up this morning as his favorite moment with the Ottawa Senators when he came back after being away from the team to support his wife, Nicole, who was going through cancer treatment. And he came back and got a shutout in his first game. That's hockey god stuff right there. Big time. But to me, when I think Craig Anderson, I think playoffs. I think b- the bigger the game, the better he played, and the confidence that he gave the fans, knowing that like there could be a turnover in tight, and he was just going to go one knee down, skate up, boom, big glove save, and you know there's there's been some highlight packs going around of of just some of these saves and lots to find. He has double the amount of saves as any other goalie in franchise history. Double. 
That's so many saves. I can't even count them on, you know, 55,000 hands. Maybe that's a stretch. <laughs> but no, uh, you, you look at like the, the, style, the style he played too, just being like that old school hybrid guy. Like, I think that his game, people will appreciate it more and more the longer he's out of the league. Like, if you put on a Craig yeah. Anderson highlight reel 10 years from now, people will be like, what? Like, how did he stop the puck like that? It, it's it's truly remarkable and uh, a, a great and well-deserved honor for Craig Anderson to be able to retire an Ottawa senator. Kelsey, he even said it himself. He said, I didn't announce my t- retirement at the end of last season because I wanted to be a senator again. Love that. That's uh, It makes me emotional because he he really is the, the greatest goalie in Senators franchise history. And it ain't even close. No, no, it's really not. And, and the thing with uh, Andy is he was so entertaining, too, because like you mentioned, that old school style. There, there used to be a time where goalies focus was them stopping the puck as opposed to now where the focus is having the puck hit you. And it's certainly a much more entertaining game. I mean, you look at me, my favorite player was Dominic Hasek. That certainly he was not a guy that was trying to have the puck hit him. He was trying to do whatever it takes to stop it. And Andy was a similar guy. So definitely that's a dying breed. And uh, we're going to miss watching guys like that for sure. The quote we have up on the board here, Pilsy. It means the world to myself and my family to be a part of this. There's a lot of emotion involved. And we were so robbed of not getting to see him rock that 2D jersey. Yeah. Really unfortunate. I mean, he rocked some good ones, though. One of my other favorite memories of Craig Anderson was him getting a shutout in the outdoor game mm-hmm. at Lansdowne. All those Habs fans came. They froze their tails off. Their beer was frozen by the time they got to their seat, and they got to see the Craig Anderson show. No goals for the Habs. You got to watch Craig Anderson do his thing. 2-0 and in outdoor games as well. I, I was lucky enough to be at both of those. The other one being in Vancouver. And um, just endeared himself to the city. Went through some tough times off the ice. Everyone was there for him. Went through some injuries. That frozen chicken incident lives in yep. infamy in Senator's history. Farm to Fork, Delivery.ca, individual vacuum sealed. Wouldn't be <laughs> able to get those things thawed out. But uh, yeah. it, it just feels right to see him back with the Ottawa Senators. So really happy for him. Yeah, it really does. And I, I don't think, especially with kind of a, uh, a change in the landscape of ownership in Ottawa, I don't think there was any doubt that he was going to come back eventually. So great to see as a hashtag goalie friendly show. We absolutely love it. The question has to be asked. We don't have to spend too much time on this. Cause I feel like that's where our first angle was last April. Like, more and more, I'm saying Ring of Honor. Like, let's just keep it the Ring of Honor. Let's probably keep the next retired jersey to either seven one day, maybe, maybe. Or I think the bigger, I think, let's put it this way. I would retire Eric Carlson's number before Craig Anderson's. Oh, that's so tough, but it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue, but there, but it's close enough that it's worth the debate. That's the thing. So yeah, I I'm with you ring of honor. It's just, it's a slippery slope with the Jersey retirements and you want to, you want to keep that nice and clean. So yeah, I'm down for ring of honor for sure. I'm putting out a poll on Twitter at send central right now. If you had to retire one of these two Jersey numbers, who would get the honor first? But, this is such a recency bias. One of them 
What do you mean? Just sign. Just sign. One of them is signing a one-day contract to retire as an Ottawa Senator, and the other one is wearing a Pittsburgh Penguins jersey and is going to be playing up against the Sens in a matter of days. Well, the good thing about Twitter is that usually the polls, like the people, speak pretty quickly, and and we'll get an answer to this as I get your final thoughts on today's show. Final thoughts for me are. We, we talked about Craig Anderson. We talked about Jake Sanderson versus Owen Power. That's all great stuff. Good storylines. Credit to us. But we cannot get away from the fact that this is such an important win. Like, we're going to like, take all the emotions, all the storylines, all the parallels out of it. This is such an important win for the Ottawa Senators that this team cannot come out flat, which credit to them they haven't come out flat very often but they got to play the full 60 and we got to see the star players uh chip in a little bit more here so don't lose sight of how important this game is i'm i'm gonna be there's 16 games tonight but i'm gonna be so dialed in so locked on to this one it's massive and we'll have the postcast for you after pillsy recency bias i know it's early it's early but eight votes all for eric carlson all right eight votes you can have your say on twitter at send central but yes the postcast will return tonight we aim to go live 10 to 15 minutes after tonight's game senators sabers get me one one live vote for andy here this is sad well i'm i'm just saying you said craig anderson Oh, there! look at... There we go. Okay, there oh, we go. 68. No, the answer's Eric Carlson. Guy won two Norris trophies. Come on. But... You heard it here first. Look. Ross Anderson does not respect... Uh, Ross Anderson. Ross Levitan does not respect Craig Anderson. That is blasphemy. And what I'll say to that is, if you want to put the shoe on the other foot, how many times did Andy bail out Carl in the D zone? Yeah, for real, honestly. Hundreds of times. Yeah, hundreds. Uh, we're gonna see a wraparound goal in honor of Craig Anderson tonight. Yeah, Lukanen is not gonna be able to stop the wraparound. So yes. All right, let's make this a 41-minute show in honor of Craig Anderson. Hope you enjoyed. For Brandon Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan. We will see you in the postcast after the Senators wrap up their five-game road trip against the Buffalo Sabers. That this is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. <laughs>